The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And you guys, holy crap, my guest today, I actually wrote a little poem about. You just have to guess who it is. Are you ready for my poem? This chick is a total boss bee. Whether whipping up a kick-ass meal in the galley or as a stew serving you tea. Fun, strong, funny, and loyal as hell friend. Watching her total hotness, I will absolutely love to do until the end. So any guesses as to who my guest today is? Luckily for you, I'm still not going to tell you. You just have to keep listening to the fun to find out. So it's time from the super suspense to Side Stealers of the Week. Beverly Hills, my first Side Stealer of the Week, Kathy Hilton's house. Yes, her house. Since that baby takes up the entire 90210 zip code, I figure we owe it some respect. I mean, 18 of my houses could fit inside of hers. I just keep thinking of being in a house that big and I'm playing hide and go seek with my kids and I literally never, ever find them, which I'm not complaining. Just joking. Kind of ish. Oh my gosh. What? We have a first ever. It is the same side stealer striking again. Yes, it's Kathy Hilton. So Kathy Hilton, in the middle of a crazy heated argument, Sutton is crying, I know it's a shocker, saying she's not going to pretend that she's just all hunky-dory with Crystal. And Kathy, as serious as Jennifer tequila drunk face planting into the cement, says, who's hunky-dory? That will forever go down as one of the top side piece stealer moments like ever. Real Housewives of Potomac is back, baby. Holy crap. Holy crap. I'm so excited. And our last side stealer of the week is from Potomac and it's Ray, Karen's husband. Ray needing to stop the video just to get his glasses so he could really like really see Wendy's nude party invite. You guys, wow, Karen is literally sitting on his lap. (laughs) This is why I love these shows. You can't ever script the shit. And that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo? Did I mention Real Housewives of Potomac is back, baby? You guys, Mia, I feel, is walking into a very hungry, hungry, thirsty pack of wolves. I really hope she and her four boob jobs are prepared for this madness she's getting into. Juan is still hot. And you guys watching the like look ahead on the season was literally getting chills. I'm so pumped Potomac is back. Beverly Hills, 
Did I ever mention I am so over the Sutton and Crystal fight? Can we all just please focus on Kathy Hilton? Well, we of course carry Crystal's $95,000 Hermes bag and all just get along. Yes, $95,000. Real Housewives of New York City. So we have Ramona Turtle Time. In this episode, we have Ramona's Turtle Time Dancing 2.0. And both times, all they do is make people extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Shaz. Holy crap. I did not even realize how much Reza does not like Mike. The only thing worse than their relationship is London attempting to serve her guests their Friendsgiving dinner. And now, thank you very much, Mike. Now I'm just thinking nonstop about MJ and her dirty ass hands and where they've been after Mike calls her out for possibly like someone who never washes her hands. Like, is there Tommy sweat on those mashed potatoes? And that wraps up my hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, thank you. I love you. I tell you a lot because I love you so much. You guys, have I told you how much I love the reviews? They are so freaking awesome. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for your love, your support, for listening, subscribing, telling all your friends to subscribe and rate and review so we can celebrate all of the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. You guys, thank you again. My guest today, feisty, fierce, she will serve you an omelet as delicious as she serves your tea. Chef turns stew and back to chef. It is Anastasia Sarmava. You guys, a stewardess that can make your breakfast even more delicious than she can make your tablescape. Yes, it is the tasty Stu and chef, Anastasia Sarmaba. <laughs> I didn't do it sexy, right? Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice to see you. You as well. So nice to actually meet you. I know. I know. We've been going back and forth for so long, and I'm just so happy to, you know, be able to do this and see you. And thank you so much for taking the time. Like, I know you're of so busy. Course. So I'm super pleasure. happy. Wait, where are you right now? I'm in my room in Vermont. Oh, wait, are you from there? Yeah, I'm from Burlington. Oh my gosh, no way. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wait, so then you're in Vermont. How do you freaking get hooked up with Blow Deck Med? Obviously, like I grew up in Vermont and, you know, I went to college here. I had a job here. And then I actually started dating someone when I was bartending um, in Sugarbush which is just like a ski resort. And I was like bartending in their like fine dining restaurant. And um, there's always this like ski patroller who would come in and whatever we were flirting. And that was like in January, fast forward to May, we're dating and he's a captain. And he invited me on this like sailing trip in Greece. That was just supposed to be like a two week vacation. And obviously like I ended up just quitting my job at the hospital and staying in the Mediterranean for the summer with him and working as like a chef for this uh, like flotilla events based company out of uh, Croatia. 
And that's kind of like how my whole like yachting career started. It was very much just like supposed to be a vacation turned into a career. <laughs> Let me tell you how many guys I have met that have asked me then to go <laughs> on a trip to Greece. It is a yeah. big fat zero. Yeah, it was, it was cool. <laughs> Hot ski patrol comes in and he's like, yeah. hey baby, pour me a vodka soda. And by the way, let's date and I'm going to take you to Greece. Pretty much. He was just like, he was like, oh, like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a nuclear medicine technologist. I actually work at the hospital. I just like, you know, bartend on the weekends to make extra money. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, in the winter, I'm a ski patroller. And then in the summers, I'm a captain in the Mediterranean. And I was like, a captain of what? <laughs> he was like, yeah. The bedroom? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what are you captaining? He's like, Sail like sailing yachts. And I was like, oh, wow, I've like never been sailing before. And he was like, oh, like I'm putting together this like friend trip in Greece. It's like a thousand bucks for two weeks and it covers everything. And I was like, hell yeah, like, sign me up. And that was in January. And then like, you know, between the trip and when we met, we like started dating. And when I got on the boat, I just immediately like went to the galley and started like whipping food up for everybody. And I was doing that when we were underway. And he was like, wow, like you don't get seasick. Your food is so good. There's this whole industry where, you know, people like you and me can, um, you know, run these yachts for, you know, our guests and you be the chef slash first mate and I be the captain. And I was like, uh, yeah, sign me up. Really? You were into it. Not never being on a ship, never knowing what the hell is going on on a boat. And you're like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like at that point I was 22, I had just worked my ass off for my degree. I, I had worked for a year in the hospital. I loved what I did. Like I got to be in the lab. I got to work with patients. Like I'm, I have this like really big, like science nerd side of me, but you know, at 22, like all, everybody else in my cohort was like in their thirties and older and they all had like mortgages and right Very maniac yeah, and, yeah and we didn't even have windows in our department like we had to be lead lined like we're working with radioactive materials so it just kind of was like ah do I like have a crazy summer in Greece and like be a 22 year old or do I like go back to the hospital so I was like I stay in Greece like that's what I do <laughs> wait a minute so how long did you know ski captain before you're like sure were you not scared shitless like am I going to come back from this trip or um well I had known him for like five months at that point oh okay okay you're not like yeah. I just met you and I don't really even know your last name but let's yeah. go but honestly like I wouldn't put that past me either <laughs> <laughs> five days cool wait how do you say your last name okay let's go yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a very, very um, spontaneous person and I take a lot of risks and I just say yes a lot because I like to experience a lot of different things and I've learned that like if I'm scared of everything, like nothing's going to happen in my life. So like I try a lot of different things. I've had a lot of different jobs and experiences and I wouldn't be any other way. I love that. Okay, wait. So you're on this yacht and you're in the galley. But had you cooked before? Where did this, the, the chef and the cooking, how did that even start? So, so my mom is a chef. She's like a trained chef. So I picked up a lot of my culinary like skill and talent from her. And my mom is also a workhorse and we didn't exactly have like the easiest time, like, you know, coming to America, being immigrants, all that jazz, whatever. Mm. Um, so my mom was constantly working like two jobs like or more. So I was alone a lot and I was always like, 
you know, heating up food, cooking food for myself. Like my mom always had food in the fridge, obviously. But, right. you know, I remember like making my own lunches when I was like nine or 10 years old. So I was just always in the kitchen um, with her. And then when she wasn't around. So that's kind of just where that came from. And I've just always loved food and eating. And I, oh, and I think that being able to cook for yourself is such an essential and crucial skill. And it makes me sad that like this day and age, it's so easy to order Uber Eats or whatever. Right. And a lot of people have like lost this desire to learn how to cook. And I think that's so sad. And I just think like as an adult, like you should be able to cook at least like three different meals for yourself. 100%. At least make a bowl of pasta like correctly, <laughs> which by the way, it's shocking. You are absolutely right. It's shocking how many people can do that. Like it's crazy. There's a lot of like gratification that comes from like, I mean, look at my mom. She literally grows all of her own food. She brings it home. She harvests it. She cleans it. She cooks it. Insane. And like she feeds her family with it. And it's so gratifying and it's so much better and tastes better. And just So you're freaking on a yacht, okay? And you're in the galley, like, cool, I'll just cook around. And you're a ski captain. Fast forward, how do you then get hooked up with the show? So basically what happened is we end up working in the Mediterranean and then we decide, oh, we want to keep doing this as a team. So we end up flying down to the Caribbean and we didn't have a job or anything. We just had our CVs and we, we actually ended up meeting someone on the airplane who ended up getting us our first um, catamaran job. Um, no. And from that job, I met a bunch of different people. We were, you know, good friends with this one other couple and the other chef and I, we were good friends. And one day she sends me a screenshot from a Facebook message she got from a casting director. And she was like, LOL, I would never do this. Oh my God, reality TV. Like, uh, yeah. thinking I'd be like, ha ha, yeah, ew. And I was like, um, I would do that. <laughs> so I ended up finding the guy on Facebook. I friended him and I sent him a message and like a video message of me just being like, I'm Anastasia. This is me. <laughs> I would be great for your show. Like I have a huge I personality. And I love to cook. I'm an, I'm a yachty, like whatever, like pick me. But he ended up reaching back out to me and was like, Oh my God, like you're great. And it was months and months and months of um, just like back and forth. There would be months where I literally wouldn't hear from them at all. And I was like, oh, I didn't get it. And then one month, they, like, text me, and they're like, hey, like, can you have an interview with our execs? Like, <gasps> we want you. And I was like, ah, yeah. You're shitting your pants? Yeah, I was so nervous. And there was actually a point where I thought, oh, maybe I won't even do it because, you know, I was nervous. Like, when you go on reality TV, you forego a lot of your rights, basically. So, like, whatever they film and – that whatever you say, like that's on camera and that is possibly like usable in an episode. Right. I, I feel pretty confident in who I am and I know who I am. And, you know, there was definitely moments on the show that I was like, oof, not proud of that. But that was me at the time. Right. And that was me in that situation. And I think a lot of people like grow and learn from watching themselves on TV. So I definitely, I definitely don't regret it. And I would do it a thousand times over. And I think it's so fun. And if you ever have the opportunity to do it and you're okay with like being in the public eye. Right. Then it's being just like out the there. I definitely think like one of the most challenging things is definitely like learning how to not give a shit about what 
strangers have to say about you because it's not like you grew up and you're used to like being in the spotlight or whatever like you're not used to the 15 minutes of fame so like when all of a sudden you're getting all this attention like it's fun and it's exciting but it comes with this really negative part of people being absolutely ruthless to you and and so many times I would I would respond and people would say oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't think you would ever see this and I'm like, why would you send it to my personal account that I <laughs> What do you think I'm going to see? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if you ever saw me in the street face to face, would you ever come up to me and say that? No. Never. Never. So that's, that's definitely challenging. And then the other challenging thing is like watching yourself on TV. Like there's so many moments where I feel like I just like blacked out. And I was like, did I really say that did i really do that like that is so embarrassing but you learn from it and you grow from it what's the one thinking that you're like oh my god i can't believe i did that or i can't believe i said that i mean when i was like really stressed with the whole like chef thing like there was a moment where i like snapped on asia when she was vacuuming she was just like asking me like a question and i was just so stressed out i just like snapped and said something really bitchy obviously like I immediately was like oh my god I'm so sorry and she's yeah, like yeah, yeah. fine like we're used to it we're yachties it's what happens and it's Asia it is Asia like she was like yeah whatever girlfriend like totally but you know the, the moments like that where I where I didn't act kindly you know and like there was a moment where like June asked me for like where the soaps were and I'm just like so involved in my menu planning and so stressed out that I was just kind of like like you figure it out like it's right. not my job anymore you're like in the soaps by the way june you're like june come on dude <laughs> in like 10 seconds to be like oh like the last time i saw them they were in the closet on the third shelf that could have helped her and like that would have made me look like less of a bitch but like you know it's it happened i apologize and the thing is is people like really go in on you for that kind of stuff but i'm just like um, imagine if you had a camera around you 24-7 when you were stressed yes. out. I'm sure you've said things to loved ones that you've regretted. The only difference is that, like, yours isn't broadcasted on national television. Right, right. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I accept it, acknowledge it, move forward, learn, grow, and then done. Like You said there's Aisha, who is Aisha, right? And then there's, like, a June, and then there's, like, a Mila. So you're getting on, you're doing this reality show, you've never done it before, you have cameras in your face, you're stuck on a yacht, and then you meet this like crew of people. How yeah. was it meeting these people for the first time? Like, were, did, were there people that you hit it off with, that you didn't hit it off with? Like, how was that? You're just like thrown onto a yacht together and go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, like I would say the majority of the time, People were very nice. And um, yeah, there were some moments where they were really picky or whatever, but it was never to my face. It was only after when I would watch the show for the first time with everybody else that I would see when they were like shit talking. I don't realize all these things that are going on. And unless someone is communicating it to me, I have no clue. Right. So, I mean, for the majority of the time, like it was very, very sweet. Like the first few charters that I did as chef, I got along with them so well. They loved everything I did. And like that felt really good. And that gave me the confidence to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Maybe, right. I, maybe I can stay in this position. And then, you know, I had those two kind of like bad charters with Johnny Damon's group. And then like that other group of guys. And it just got all to be a little bit too much. And like, I didn't 
I didn't go into that season thinking, okay, bring your knives, bring your cookbook. Right. Like, prepare, I'm going to be a chef. Yeah, prepare your recipes, like get mentally prepared. I was just kind of like thrown into a really shit situation. And then I was offered a job that was a big pay raise. And, you know, it was like a bigger boat than I've ever chefed on. So I was like, yeah, of course, like I'm going to try. But it ended up just being like, I didn't have enough experience for that position. And I just wasn't prepared. And I really felt myself becoming a really different version that I wasn't liking. Like I, in, in the two weeks or whatever that I was chef, I think I lost like eight pounds, which is a lot for me. For you, it's a um, ton. Oh my God. I wasn't eating. I honestly, like I could barely crack a smile. I was really, really stressed. And um, I, I knew that for the betterment of my mental health and for my crew, and for the guests, like it was just best for me to step away. And I did. And, I, and I'm so happy I did it because, you know, it, it went a lot better. Ben came in. I was happier. Like it right. sucks I just let go. But, you know, we kind of had our team back. And right. I'm, I'm happy that I did things the way I did things. And I don't regret any of those experiences or choices. So when you reach out to the guy on Facebook, were you like, hey, I want to be the yacht chef? Or were you no. like, I just want to do this show? I just want to do the show. And I, I went the, with the idea that I would probably be like a third stewardess just because I don't have any like super yacht experience. I didn't go in with the intention of like, I'm going to be a chef on a 50 meter yacht. <laughs> like, right. Okay. So then you get on your third stew and then Mila comes on and you knowing food, what were you thinking? Because I know what I was thinking and I'm not even like chef status like you. What were you thinking when you're seeing Mila so, make this stuff? The thing is that I would see her prepping during the day, which I'm not, I'm not paying too much attention because she's a chef. She should know what she's doing. And during service, I'm in, I'm in the cabins. Like I'm, I'm doing the cabins and stuff. Like it's usually Hannah and Asia who are on service. So like I didn't see a lot of the food that was going out. And the moment that really stuck out to me was when, I was in the galley and she had her sheet cake, her yellow sheet cake. And I was like, oh, can I try some? And I was eating it and I was like, this tastes like baking soda. Baking soda. And I was like, I know. I'm like, my mom is a pastry chef. Like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I know this. What cake tastes like? Like, what's going on? And I could just Whoa. see in her face. She knew she fucked up. Oh, my and God. She oh, my God. Like, messed up the ingredients and I could just see in her face she was like oh, like fuck like I, I know I messed up and and I could see her trying to like scramble and be like oh well it's not that bad what if we just put this in this because at this point she does not have time to make another cake no like, no she does not have the time thankfully and luckily Hannah went to Captain Sandy and said listen like I can't serve this to the guests like what right. Hannah did was absolutely correct like we should not have ever even thought in a million years that we could serve that cake. So, you know, when Captain Zane was like, what are we going to do? And Hannah was like, Anastasia's like on it. Like she's going to bang something out really quick, which is why I had said, let's do cupcakes. Cause cupcakes, they bake a lot faster. And she was like, no, like we have to do a cake. So I was like, all right, here we go. Like we're going to make one really quick. And it ended up being wonderful. And the charter guests were so happy. She literally, I think, said this is like the best cake I've ever had. So I'm just glad that, um, that I did that. But then that kind of was like the catalyst for Captain Sandy being like, oh, Anastasia, like she can step in. Mila, you're doing really bad. 
I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't stepped up in that way. Right. What if you hadn't been on? Yeah, like what I maybe I maybe I would have never become the chef and she would have just flown someone else in right away and I would have stayed as third stew and like then what would have happened? Like I just don't know. So it's very well, interesting. Was the cake before or after the bowl of nachos, the plate of nachos? <laughs> um, I think it might have been after. I don't remember. Ay, I ay, ay, ay. Them, but watching that back, I was like cringing i wouldn't even i wouldn't even make that for myself you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, my I cat <laughs> yeah like no i'm like i did better shit in my college dorm room than you're pumping out in this galley right now drunk, <laughs> drunk in my college dorm room like i did yeah. better did you guys get along you two you mila yeah we were fine like i think you know she definitely was able to confide in me more because we you know, I understood her mother tongue and I think she felt most comfortable with me out of anybody. And she definitely confided in me like afterwards and stuff. But especially when that whole thing with like, you know, her being exceptionally like homophobic uh, um, at the dinner and stuff, you know, I, I tried to explain to her, I was like, she's like, well, it's my opinion. I'm like, listen, I, you are entitled to your opinion. However, there's some things that you don't need to say out loud. Right. Like, if you feel that way, that's on you, but you you can't say, say those shit. things. Mila is an international chef. She has been to very many places. Were you guys just, everyone as a crew, just kind of better when she, between the food and the cooking and that stress and then that, were you guys just better and felt better when she yeah. left? She, she never, like, really gelled with all of us, and, like, as... You can see, I would say like our season was one of the most, we had the, the best like group together. Like we right. all just got along so well. And like there was little bites and whatever here and there, but that's just stress. But we got along so well and she never really like fit in right. with everyone else. And she was always kind of like putting herself to the side. So right. it, was, it was definitely better when she left. But then, you know, I got pulled into the galley and Travis got pulled into the galley and you know, it, it did kind of like mess with our dynamic a bit, but yeah, it was overall, it was a good move to fire her. Totally, especially too, because like it was off, like you said, everyone kind of fights on every other show, right? And then there's you and Hannah and Asia, and you guys are like this like dream team, right? You guys are loving on each other all the time and everything else. We like got in trouble for that. They were like, you can't, like, don't be so like lovey. Captain Sandy was like, I remember that. He was like, oh, and we were like, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, give me another hug, oh, Hannah. <laughs> and you guys, you and Hannah are still super close, right? Yes, yeah. I we literally talk almost every single day. Um, she's she's one of my best friends, like, and she supports me and everything. I support her and everything. We have a business together, Ocean International Training yeah. Academy. And yeah, she's she's just somebody who is always going to be in my life. You know, Aisha and I don't talk as frequently as Hannah and I do, but again, it's one of those things where like, if either of us needed something or whatever, like you could you could call each other and it would be, you know, we'd be there for You're each there. other. So how is it? You know, when I was talking, like I, want, I would love to have you on, right? And then I'm thinking, okay, you're so close with Hannah. You were on Charter and you did the show with Sandy. And then all this stuff goes down with, Hannah and Sandy how was that for you being like a best friend of, yeah. and, and Hannah being on for so long 
Yeah. I mean, I honestly personally think the whole situation was bullshit. Um, I don't really have respect for the way that things went down. And, you know, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that I know of, which also influence my, um, you know, perceptions of those people involved in that situation. And I just don't really have respect for anyone involved in that situation. And I think it was a load of horseshit. In the end though, terrible the way things went down. However, I told Hannah this, I'm like, you are the only person in the history of reality TV who can get fired off of national television for drugs and have literally the biggest outpour and outcry of support from your fans ever. Like everybody was just like, you like justice for Hannah I'm like dude you're the only person who can like do that and then you know Hannah is just so resilient and she's so cheeky she had the the, I need Valium mug like (laughs) she knows how to laugh at herself and she knows how to not take things too seriously which is a really crucial thing that she taught me when um, dealing with all the trolls. Yeah, it was a really shitty situation, but in the end, you know, she has her family, she has Ava, like she right. has so much going <laughs> for her. It's just the next chapter, and I'm right. really, really happy with her, and she's flourishing. And But it, it obviously, like, left a really poor taste in my mouth, and I have no respect for that situation at all. I know. You know, I was thinking, I was just talking to somebody, and this it's a mom of one of the housewives, right? And this, like, housewife got physically assaulted, and something really went down. I'm like, we're watching this, and we can't believe it. But you actually know that person. You love that person. You want to protect that person from things, like, shitty things happening. So I was just like, how were you even, you know, you had to hear Hannah sad or upset or whatever's going on with her when this all happens and it goes down the way it did on TV. Like, was that just so hard because you're in the, you know, in the next to her dealing with it and helping her through it? Yeah, it was, it was really, really fucking sad. Um, especially because, you know, during that time she was pregnant and like, I was just trying to do everything I could do to keep her calm and, you know, keep her happy and make sure that she wasn't worrying because, that was a really scary thing. Like you never know how that's going to be portrayed. You don't know how people are going to react. Um, and you don't know how it's going to affect your, um, you know, professional career. Right. So those are very, very serious allegations and it's, it's a very serious subject. And, you know, like it just sucks that the people involved in that situation just kept dragging it out. They kept right. bringing things up. They kept like, poking, poking, poking. I mean, at one point, like, you know, Captain Sandy literally like posted a thing about how her training academy that she's supporting is like better than ours and like mentioned us by name. And I'm just like, do not mess with a business that and I have been working our asses off to create. That's my livelihood. So if you could just step to the side, that'd be great. I'm like, you support whatever you want, but don't bring our fucking names into it. Right. Our business. Like you said, it's our livelihood. Right. Yeah. Who does that? Like, don't attack something I'm doing and, and, and Hannah is doing and we're working really hard on just because you have some, like, grudge. Why do you think she had to beef with Hannah? Like, I just don't. I think it's just years and years of beef and it just, it, that's how it came out, honestly. So had you ever seen that kind of stuff with Sandy while you were working with her? 
honestly, like in the for the majority of filming, she was always pulling me up to the bridge, always giving me pep talks. Like she would literally like multiple times showed me this chart of like the hierarchy. And she'd be like, see, like, this is where you are. You take control of your galley. She's like, you don't let other people like walk all over you or whatever. So she was trying to like really pump me right. up. Okay. Um, and it was always like, you can do it. I believe in you. I think you're an amazing chef. Da, da, da. And then I'm watching the show back and there's all this like, can she do it? I don't know. But I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you telling me I can do something and then talking so much shit behind my back and saying that like, you don't know if I can do it and I might be letting you down. I'm like, why did you lead me to believe that I could do it if you didn't actually think so? How is that good for anybody? Do you think she thought you could do it or she thought maybe, okay, this is a TV show? I, I really can't answer that question. I have no fucking clue what was going on in her head. All I know is that like, she really encouraged me a lot and like really held my hand through it. And really, I really thought she believed in me. Um, maybe right. she did, maybe she didn't. I will honestly have no clue. Towards the end, there was this one time where it was 8 a.m. and the table hadn't been set yet. And I was literally pulling, because I was going to do this huge, crazy last breakfast like tablescape. And it was going to be amazing. I'm literally pulling for it. Like I, I finished everything else in the morning. I'm pulling all the, all the decorations, about to bring it upstairs. She comes downstairs. She sees the table's not set. She flips her fucking lid. Like, yeah. wake everybody up. Why is it? Blah. And I'm just like, it's 8 a.m. The guests went to bed at like 3 a.m. They're right. not going to be up for another two and a half hours. I'm literally pulling it right now. She makes me wake Hannah up. She makes me wake Aisha up, which is, I feel so fucking bad because they literally didn't go to bed until like the wee hours of the morning. Right. They're up with them. And she's like, all the guys are up. All the toys are out. I'm like, they have four fucking people. I'm one person. The icing on the cake is when I do do the table. The guests come up and they're like, oh wow. my God, this table. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> was that, so did you feel that was like the shift with you and Captain Sandy? It was, it was a bit of a shift. We just felt like she was always coming down on the interior a lot and we did not deserve it. And I feel like she was always praising the exterior crew just for like waking up. Right. I'm like, Oh my God. Wow. Like Jack showed up to do his job today. Oh, <laughs> but like we, we didn't really get any complaints. Like the guests were always so happy with service. So we, we never really understood like why we were getting the hammer so hard. And, you know, I know how hard Hannah was working and I know how hard Aisha was working and how hard I was working. So when we never got any props for it, it was kind of like, whatever, like, right. we don't need you. Like, we know we're doing well, which is why it was so great. Like the three of us were just so, we hiked each other up, supported each totally. other because we needed to. That was the best seeing that, like, especially because all the, like the, especially and Hannah's had dealt with it a lot, like the cattiness and the people not doing their jobs. Like you guys just gelled, I feel like from the get go. And especially what she had already been dealing with. I felt like with Captain Sandy, like their beef had already started. There was a moment that unfortunately wasn't aired, but it was like after one of the last meetings and it was the last meeting actually. And she literally just had nothing good to say to us. And it really, really upset Hannah, like a lot, because she was trying 
so right. hard to be nice. She was trying so hard at her job and she was succeeding, but she didn't get any, um, you know, any praise for it. And it really upset her. And she, she walked off the boat. She was, you know, in tears. She was sitting at the end of the dock, just like so defeated. And Asia and I actually ended up um, finding like some note cards or whatever. And we both wrote Hannah a letter oh. and just pointing out everything we loved about her, pointing out like, you know, how she's so good at her job and that, you know, we're going to be friends forever and whatever. And we both like put our little letters in an envelope and we ran out with like some, some wine and a flower or something. Oh, I love that. So much. Like these are like, here's a letter, like a love letter basically. And we just sat there and we all kind of like teared up and we all hugged. And I was like, don't worry about her. Like, I think you're fucking awesome. Aisha thinks you're awesome. And that's all that matters. So if they said, we want you back, and Sandy is your captain, would you go back? Oh, 100%. Oh, you would? Just, oh, for sure. Just to, like... Fuck with her. I understand things now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Play I it. I understand certain things now, and I'm just not scared. <laughs> so you would go back? Just, I mean, just to, like, maybe prove a point. <laughs> like, Is there I a love, better reason to go? Yeah, oh, I love, <laughs> like, we just love yachting so much. No, that's not <laughs> um, I, I am considering myself a retired yachty now. Like, I, you know, Hannah and I have our training academy, and I love getting other people into it, and it's so cool. Our students are literally the best in the world like they're awesome and they work so hard right um, but for myself like I you know I did a charter back in May for a month and it really made me realize how done I am in yachting I had literally the best crew too like I had the best chief stew like best captain best chef like amazing deckhand like the whole team was perfect like awesome. we couldn't have gotten along better and even so I was just like, I'm so done yeah. with this industry. Like, I am done working 16, 17, 18 hours a day. I'm done not being on my own schedule. I'm done wearing these skorts. Like, I'm done <laughs> cleaning, doing laundry, and just being at the beckoning call right. of someone else. Right. I'm, like, so entrepreneurial. I don't like being told what to do. Like, I'm very independent. So, for me, it was just this, like, realization of, like, it's time to move on and it's time for the next chapter. And I'm just so happy that I'm doing that now. And, you know, I'm, I'm building my own business now. Like, you know, we have OITA, but, like, I'm right. starting this, this new career in finance. Well, and Yeah. Go. Tell me. Oh, my God. Please. Wait, how the hell do you do? You have like freaking brains. By the way, like 50 minutes ago, we were just so in a conversation. You just casually threw out like I'm biochemical, molecular scientist, PhD. And I'm like, what? The what? Back it up real quick. But then we were like talking about hot skis, captain and Greece. I know. Why? Yes. Okay. So what's this new thing? Because you're studying right now. Yes, I am. I am. I'm balls deep in studying right now. So basically what happened is in yachting, 
you know, you live a crazy life, right? Like you're traveling, you're living out of a bag, you're everywhere, like you're making all this money, like it's so fun and it's so nomadic, but it's not stable. Right. And, you know, you like I said, you're not on your own time and you're just kind of like, you're at the hand of someone else. Right. Um, and there, there is no stability. And for me, as I'm getting, you know, closer to my 30s, I'm finding myself really, really craving stability. I have um, two girlfriends here in Vermont who are very successful um, financial advisors, and they just absolutely kill it in this male-dominated industry, and they are such inspirations to me. And um, when I was home right before I left for this charter, I was out with one of my girlfriends, and you know, I kind of looked at her and I was like, oh, like, I just wish I could do what you do. And she's like, are you stupid? Like, I wish I could do what you do. Like, oh, you that's travel, cool, like, yeah, you're, yeah. Crazy you're on yachts. And I was like, yeah, but like, look at you. Like, you're, you're so smart and you're in this male dominated industry and you're killing it and you're making money. And like, you know, you're doing so well and you have this like stability. So like, we're both looking at each other's lives. Like, Oh, the grass is always greener, right? Yeah, exactly. And she was like, well, why, why don't you? And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't study finance. And she was like, none of us did. Right. She's like, you don't need a degree in finance to work in finance. She's right. Like, you need to study really hard and you need to be a certain type of person who can, you know, build a book of business. And, and there's a lot of ups and downs. And if it's a really hard career to um, kind of get off the ground. And if it was easy, everybody would do it, but they don't. You know, our, our other girlfriend, she is just this absolute boss in this industry. And she has built this gorgeous office in Burlington. And I ended up reaching out to her and it was just like, hey, listen, like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm so inspired by you. And if you would take me under your wing and be my mentor, like, I would be forever grateful. So, you know, we went through like months of like, you know, interviews and whatever. And she agreed to, you know, kind of bring me in and bring me under her wing and, and sponsor me through this process. And yeah, now I've, uh, I passed one exam and now I'm studying for my series seven, which is one of the hardest exams. Oh my God. I read up about it. When you told me about that, I was like, I've heard about it. I don't know. I'm because financial is not my world. Okay, so you're going to crush it in the next couple weeks. You're going to kick ass. You're going to rock it. And then what? Then you just start, like, becoming... Well, then people. I have to study for another exam. <laughs> oh, jeez. It is, like, a big process. So late. I'm taking all your time and you have to study. Are you down real quick for a super quick game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is called Naughty Yachty. So it's <laughs> rapid fire, Okay. I'm going to give you two options and, you know, you give me the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. 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 So, which is, do you love more? This is an easy one. Being stewardess or chef? Chef. Chef. <laughs> Screw the crew. Who are you screwing? Sorry to your boyfriend. Colin or Joao? Colin. Colin or Alex? Colin. Oh, I knew it. Okay, Travis or Jack? Jack. Jack, really? That's surprising. Yeah. I thought you would have said, okay. I thought you said Travis. Okay, and your last one. <laughs> Who are you throwing overboard? Captain Sandy or Chef Mila? Mila, for sure. 
Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that cake, man. You're still tasting the baking soda. <laughs> Your mom doesn't even like Mila for that one. Yeah, exactly. I and we need someone to drive the boat, so. <laughs> oh, okay. That's you have to save her. Okay. So on Housewives shows, if you ever watch a Housewife, they open the show with like a tagline. Yeah. What would your tagline right now in your life be if you were opening a show with a tagline? Oh God, this is hard. You I'm like, really I'm like getting into it because I'm like waiting for you to hit me with something like. Sexy I know, like the, the first words that come to my mind are just like the bossy Boss bitch. bitch. Control more than just your finances. <laughs> oh my God, I literally was like waiting for you to say boss bitch. I literally wait, boss bitch. That will what? The bossy bitch that will control more than just your finances. <laughs> That is so that is so good. I was so excited. I was literally thinking that you would say that. I didn't even hear what you were saying. Dude, that might be one of the best taglines. That is so good. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, listen, where for people living under a rock that don't know where to find you on social, where can everyone find you on social, the business, everything? Yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. That's my main platform, um, which is Nastia Sermova, N-A-S-T-I-A-S-U-R-M-A-V-A. And then um, if you want to become a Yachty, definitely head over to www.oceaninternationaltrainingacademy.com. We have all sorts of courses for um, wherever you want to start. You don't need any experience um, to start. You just want to be on the water and you have a hardworking positive attitude you can find us um, on instagram at ocean int training academy and then if you want to hear me more often um, with my co-host alex and justin we actually have a podcast called the altered reality um, show so you can find us on all streaming platforms and on uh, instagram and i YouTube. love that i love that I need to come on and be a guest. The loudmouth blonde. Yeah, we will blonde. definitely have to. Oh my sure. god, I love it. I you, you are like all over the map doing everything. I'm freaking. Yeah. I'm a crazy <laughs> lunatic like that too. And yeah. I love it and I respect it so much. And you're killing it. And I'm so freaking Thank excited you. for you. Like, I'm so, so excited for you. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at SidePieceShow. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at SidePieceShow. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.